everybody, welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I'm the Gay Girl Holly. And I am the Trans Girl Brooklyn. How are you doing today? I'm good. Tomorrow's the Marine Corps birthday, which to us is like our second Christmas. Okay. Do you get gifts? No. Should I buy you a gift? Should we get you a Marine Corps Christmas tree? Marine Corps tree. It would be a Christmas tree. Uh, that'd be cool. Marine Corps tree. It's just red and black and looks tough. It'd be like yellow and red. Although if it was a Marine Corps tree, it'd never be cut down. It'd always be out there in that forest, standing strong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So how have you been feeling since we've had the baby? My lady regent is still sore. Um, I'm still not like 100% me. I still huff and puff when I do extra things. But I'm able to walk and... I can do baby curl-ups with him in the car seat. I do curl-ups. Yes, we were walking to the appointment the other day, and she was sitting there doing curls with him. She was like, one, two, as we were walking (laughs) through the building, three, four, and then she switched, one, two. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Um, And the nurse there was super, she was super sweet. Like, she, she said that she was like, felt like I don't know she just really wanted us to like she really wanted to meet our baby and she was so happy and everything and I was just like okay she was just very invested in our situation I guess and then when we went and visited we brought the baby Brooklyn told her the story about everything and she gave us both hugs she was super sweet she's expecting too though yeah hers is January Mm mm-hmm January. I thought it was in December. I thought she was saying she was going to go through the holidays, but I mean, it could be December. Okay. Well, either way. Good luck to you out there. Yeah. Oh, and I lost over 50 pounds within a month. Like, less than a month. I'm still not even at the month point. I've lost so much weight from all the swelling that I dealt with while pregnant. With the preeclampsia and everything. It's been crazy. But I can see my ankles again. I just wanted you all to know that because it's important to me. And I can bend my legs again, like bend them and oh, it's so nice. I actually kind of have PTSD from sitting in this chair because <laughs> when I was pregnant and had all this really bad swelling, every time I sat here, I would just swell up horribly and it would hurt so bad. Anyway. We're getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving. It's about two more weeks away. And correct? Veterans Day. We got Veterans Day. Um, and then after that, Christmas and the New Year's and Valentine's, and it keeps going. My birthday is before Valentine's Day. My apologies. But anyway. Monster. Um, so we're getting ready to put up um, some of our Christmas stuff later today. We're going to be putting it up on the house, and we're going to have... Um, I'm one of those people that waits till the day after Thanksgiving, but her, she's been listening to Christmas music since like October 1st. Why not? I love Christmas. I am a Christmas fanatic. I could have six months of Christmas and the other half of the year just whatever. I love it too, but I don't want it to be too much because then it takes away from that special time of year for me. This is that special time of year for us. That's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, we're going to be putting up the Christmas tree. We probably will not decorate it, but we will have it up just to get it out and then start (gasps) putting up all of our Christmas stuff. Where's my... I have my new Chris Star Trek ornament. Oh, you have the, is it the Enterprise or yeah. Voyager? It's the Enterprise. Which one? Which Enterprise? 
The 1701C? Oh, it's a C. I believe so. Okay. So it's before Picard's that. time. No. Really? You know that. Oh, no. Picard is the uh, Enterprise D. Where did I put it? An E. I always think he's C for some reason. Well, she also has the uh, little space shuttle. Shuttlecraft Enterprise. Yes. So every year is a tradition with my family. Well, like my mom and dad. Um, we had the original Star Trek series um, shuttlecraft. And you'd hit a button and Spock would say, Shuttlecraft Enterprise. Shuttle. I, I don't know if he'd say it twice. But then he'd be like, Spock here. Happy holidays. And it's his voice. It's actually a literary voice voice, which is really neat. It's amazing. But we'd always put all the ornaments on, and then when we were done, it, he, that would be the last thing to go on, and we'd hit the button and record. Well, when we had phones, we'd record it. And even when, like, when I was in the Marine Corps, they'd send me a video of that part. So now here, we made that a tradition, too, and we record it just for funsies and send it to my parents. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find a list of all the Enterprises. That way she could... Uh, here, there, here's one. Ooh, they had more ornaments. The original? That's actually the Enterprise B. That's the B right there. So it's the Excelsior class. Excelsior. Excelsior class. I like to build the models. And then... They take forever to paint all the little windows, though. It's so annoying. When you get you a Voyager model, you have... Um, I have Voyager. You do? That's the one I'm almost done with. I just have to finish painting a million more windows. I see. Painstick. No, I did the painting. I have to do all the water decals. Those are also very tiny and annoying to put on because they rip easily. Okay, here's the list. And this is not an actual, like, complete one because since this has been made, there's been two more Enterprises. Um, this is just the NX-01 Enterprise, and that's Captain Archer. That is the very first Enterprise, but it's not an NCC. So it's not uh, Starfleet. Or the, it's not the United Federation of Planets. It's just Starfleet. And then you have the original Enterprise. And then it becomes the A... And this is the B, that's the C, and that's the D with Picard. That's the E also with Picard. And this one we don't talk about. That's the um, stupid Abrams like timeline thing that um, doesn't belong to the rest of Star Trek. Holy moly, the nacelles are huge on that one. Yeah, that's supposed to be this ship right here. What? When Abrams went through and redid Star Trek for the movie for his little Star Trek movies. He completely revamped everything, and it's like more than twice the size of the original Enterprise. Looks nothing like it. And if you go inside, if you look inside the, um, on the bridge, besides the fact that it's loaded with lens flares, it looks like an Apple store. Do aerodynamics apply in space? I'd imagine not since it's a vacuum, because his ship is not aerodynamic. With it, that big bump up front aiming down and everything, it'd get largely dragged down, but I guess in space it wouldn't matter, would no, it? No, there's no aerodynamics in space. Are now, you... it, it does have to fit some kind of a... Are you positive? Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Um, they have to go through a kind of a warp tunnel, so it does have to be able to fit but, the dynamics for that. But doesn't it if there's like... In outer space, there's periodically practically no air, consequently no need to streamline. Aha! Nor did any attention at all to aerodynamics. Interesting. Yeah, Is there any go. drag force in space? No. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can. Ooh, I'm going to play some Starship. Or 
Starbound or just... Oh wait, you don't get to do the outside of your ship. It doesn't mean that a video game may not take that into consideration though. It's just a video game. They better not. Yeah. If it doesn't exist, I, then I want to build something funky and watch it just go warp speed. <laughs> something funky. Um... Oh, and the season finale of Lower Decks just came out. It did, and we need to watch it. <sighs> um, it has Nick Lasardo. Le- is that the name? Um, the um, gentleman that played Tom Paris is the voice of him. He actually is the exact same character. They were going to use him for Voyager, uh, Nick Lasardo, and... Um, when they went to start looking at rights and everything, they realized they were going to have to pay this guy, like, tons of money. He wanted all this money to be able to use the right of the character in another series. So they were like, we're just going to use the guy and come up with a brand new person <laughs> that has the exact same problem with the background. <laughs> exact same problem. It was a guy that had a shuttlecraft accident, and he tried to cover it up. And bl- Exact same story behind it. They just changed his name. That's funny. Yeah, but that's the finale, and then I've also been watching, I know on our very first episode, we talked a little bit about Quantum Leap. Um, Quantum Leap is about five episodes in, which has really been fun. Um, They are very supportive with the inclusiveness. Quantum Leap, yes. Non-binary. They had the transgender episode, which was really good. It was, it felt, Uh, I don't know. The Christian camp or whatever. Christian camp? No, it was, uh, they were trying to, the girl was trying to play on a female team. and they Oh, the basketball one? Yeah, they didn't want yeah. her playing on it. and um, They also did the Christian camp one, didn't they, with all the little gays? Oh, did they? I don't remember that one. Yeah. Remember, there was a Christian camp, and they tried to escape, and they were going to a different house. Oh. Because they couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. It was like the 90s. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. So they've done a few episodes. That kind of reminds me of the um, movie The Miseducation of Cameron Post. It's a really good one. Oh it's a Christian camp and they were trying to escape. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been kind of watching. I've been hitting up the Holiday Bacon Championship, obviously. Christmas bound. Um, they use so much ginger in a lot of their stuff and I'm not a big ginger person. You gotta be careful on how much ginger you use. They seem to like a lot of ginger. I like ginger like in my Asian foods. You know, ginger is kind of like cilantro in the way that if you put too much in, it is crazy too much. And if you don't do enough, you don't taste any. It just makes it bland. But going into the holidays a little bit, I did want to mention for any of you He-Man fans out there and... Ninja Turtle fans, they got a crossover. I'm not a Ninja Turtle fan. Oh, I love Ni- Michelangelo. I think I mentioned that on a previous one. Cowbunga, dude! Which one do you think I am? The red one? <sighs> You're different. Or the blue one? No, I'm Leonardo. <sighs> I don't know if I call you a leader, but I... <laughs> you were playing the game and you said I remind you of Leonardo. Um, That's why I was playing as him. Maybe. You could be Raphael. Raphael is cool but rude. Which could 
kind of sometimes be you. Wow. And then Leonardo's the leader. He's kind of the very logical one, and he makes sense a lot of the times. And Donatello's the techie, the nerd. Michelangelo just likes to party. He loves pizza. Okay, so anyway, oh, um, no. yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets He-Man in the Turtles of Grayskull toy line. Oh, God. And it looks really fun. I want these characters. Wait, they just mix them up? Yeah, they mix them up. They mix up what they look like. Like, that's He-Man. He, but he has had some mutant mutagen on him, obviously, would turn him into kind of a, a creature. And you got Leonardo with the swords, kind of like He-Man. They should have released that during Halloween. He-Man looks like that blue inbred family color, kind of bluish purple. You know, I'm reading, I'm on IGN, and I'm going through different conversations. A lot of people are not happy with this. One person's like, delete this. Another one is like, what the blasphemous bleep is Frankenfart of <laughs> a toy mashup. It's kind <laughs> of interesting though, isn't it? Um, That's funny. And it says TMNT does crossovers with literally every IP that ever existed. That's true. Yeah. They did do... I have a Ninja Turtle uh, Power Ranger set behind me. Um, but a lot of people were not particularly happy. But I think it's interesting. I'm really, really excited to see what else they can do with this. Because you're mixing up shows that... Ooh. You got... It's Krang. That... I do think of Frankenfart when I see that. But you'll have Shredder. You'll have everyone in here. They don't show much. The, I've actually n the turtles look cool. They look like samurais, but or ninjas. But uh, He-Man stuff does look kind of Frankenstein-y. Mm -hmm. There's more here. They actually only show a list of a few of the characters, but there's actually a whole line of them. Well, Skeletor, or they don't have him. Um, they don't show him in here. No. But oh, I wonder if he's got like human skin since his skin's normally blue. <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be. Please don't do that. That's funny. But anyway, that's that. Um, look for that in your local toy store, and it'd be really neat to see if any of you guys get those characters. If you do, post it on our Facebook page. I'd love to see anyone that has those characters. I'm excited for him. But anyway, what do we have on today's podcast as a headliner? Uh, Veterans Day, we're going to look at LGBTQ military leaders. Um, I have an NBCNews.com article pulled up. Um, it is by Dan Avery. This one's two years old. November 11, 2021. But it's all people from the past, so it's not like they're going to change within two years. Um, yeah. So, as we remember, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed back in 2011. Um, I did serve during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and towards the ending of my enlistment, it was repealed. Um... And then, as a reminder, Trump decided to ban trans members from the military, but shortly thereafter, Biden repealed it and was like, no, no, so trans are allowed back in again. 
I remember that was a very sad time for some of my friends. I remember all that. I did have some trans friends that were serving at that time. <sighs> it was very depressing for them. And anyway. did they just get kicked out, or they were just kind of like, oh, we don't talk about it anymore? Um, they ended up hanging. It was on their command if their command was going to really push it. And they ended up hanging on because their command was like, we really think this is going to get repealed, so we don't want to waste our time pushing all of this through just to have you come right back, is what they told me. But then I had some trans friends that were wanting to join the military, and they couldn't because of it. That's too bad. Yes, and they were they're already depressed being trans in the society, and that just was even more depressing. Hmm. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so you have someone pulled up here. You were talking about him a little bit earlier today, and... I've never heard of this guy until... I, re- I haven't heard any of these people until I was looking for, like, gay heroes... Gay or trans, uh, or queer, or bi, or lesbian, or all of the above. Um, Lieutenant General Frederick von Steuben at, let's see, so this is back in the 1700s. He was in the Prussian army, and he was suspected to be gay. They thought that he was having relations with the younger In 1763, he was 33, and he was unceremoniously discharged under a cloud, hounded by the accusations of having relations with young men, according to the Gay and Lesbian Review. Um, So, in 1777, he went back to France, and he actually ran into American patriots, Silas Dean and Benjamin Franklin. And they were looking for seasoned military officers to help fight off the British and the colonies. And Steuben accepted. And Dean and Franklin did... They had heard about the rumors of him being gay, but they did not care because they just wanted a really good military leader. Um, In a letter to General George Washington, Franklin exaggerated von Steuben's military resume, a falsehood described as the greatest public deception ever perpetrated in a good cause, according to Thomas Flinning in Washington's Secret War, The Hidden History of Valley Forge. Uh, Steuben arrived in Valley Forge in 1778 with his Italian greyhound, Azor, and his 17-year-old male secretary, and he began training the troops... And then he ended up doing really amazing. And when Washington, as his last act as general, he wrote a letter to Steuben thanking him for his service. Um, 1794, Steuben passed away. They ended up incorporating his house. His property into their town of Steuben, and which was named in his honor. He also had a warship, submarine, and ocean liner, all in his honor. There is a bronze statue in Lafayette Park in Washington, D.C. And there's apparently a Steuben parade held each September in New York's Fifth Avenue. Did not know that. So, the Americans heard of his rumors of being gay, but did not even care because they are like, You're going to win for us, you're awesome. So we'll just like kind of ignore it. So that was kind of neat. 
And then I'll read one more. There was... I'll do a lesbian for this one. Alright. A suspected lesbian. Alleged lesbian. Uh, her name was Fannie Mae Clackham. And she was the first service member to successfully challenge a military discharge on the grounds of homosexuality. Uh, she was a U.S. Air Force Reservist in the 50s. Her superiors suspected her and another female enlistee, Grace Gardner, of being lesbians. And this is where Blanche would, from the Golden Girls, be like, lesbians. Uh. <laughs> Lebanese. Alright. Um, I love that show. Uh, we know. We know. So, as we know, during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, we were all told, if you guys served, if nobody served, you were told that the investigations would pose and try to catch you in gay clubs. So, with Fannie Mae, <laughs> this is crazy, but the 1951, the Air Force's Office of Special Investigations arranged an overnight motel stay for the women, then used the trip as a pretense to launch an investigation into their private lives. So they sat there and like got them a motel room so they could try to ch catch them being gay. <laughs> wow. Um, we had nothing better to do, apparently. God, that's so ridiculous. All right. Uh, given the chance to resign, Clackham refused and demanded in writing that she be tried by court martial. Instead, she was demoted to private. That's so lame. And in 1952, dishonorably discharged from the Air Force. That's ridiculous. Um, there's actually a book about this. It's by Lillian Faderman, 1992. Odd Girls and Twilight Lovers, A History of Lesbian Life in 20th Century America. I guess I make mention. I might read that. In 1960, a federal court ruled in her favor, writing that with no sworn evidence, she thought that there was no evidence and she didn't even know who her accusers were. Um, with no sworn evidence, Clackham was sum summarily given a discharge under conditions other than honorable, which is still ridiculous. Her reputation as a decent woman was officially destroyed. Her rights to her accrued pay and accrued leave and to the numerous and valuable benefits conferred by the nation and many of the states upon former soldiers were forfeited. Um, while the ruling was in her favor... Rather than a rejection of the ban on gays in the military, it was the first time the armed forces had to answer for attacks on LGBTQ service members. Which is cool. She sat there and fought that. And anybody that's ever fought the government on anything, you really gotta stick it through. You know, I'm just... It, bl it blows my mind that, like, being gay or trans has anything to do with wanting to support or protect your country. When, well, I think I mentioned this story before. Oh, and I got a trans girl coming up, too. That way I can try to hit most of the spectrum. Well, not most. I know there's a lot more, but I can hit some big whammies. Um, when I was deployed, the doc was gay. Nobody knew he was gay except for um, one of my sergeants. But I was sitting there, and we had, like, this room with very horrible internet. But you could try to video call. And so he'd always be way at the back of the room video chatting. And I was just like, whatever. I like to chill in the back. But 
I forget what it was, but one night the sergeant like was talking with me and we're just chilling and he was all like, you know, I know he's gay. And I was like, oh, I thought so. Cause I could have sworn him talking. I could have sworn I heard him talking to another guy all lovey dovey. But I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Cause again, this is during don't ask, don't tell. And he was like, I don't care if you're gay or straight. He was like, if you're going to be saving my life or help me protecting other people. He's like, I don't care what you do. And I was like, oh. That's sweet. Yeah. And did he know you were gay? No, I I don't think I ever told him. We weren't close friends, so I wasn't willing to risk that on him. He, I'm sure I would have been safe, but again, he told me, so what if I wasn't a good person kind of thing, you know? I'm suspicious, like. Right, right. I mean, he made a good call on me because luckily I'm a decent person, but. Could have been a setup. Yeah. But I had told my close, close friends, and one of them decided to tell her husband, who I don't like her husband at all. He was always... She was super sweet, and he was super mean to people. Like, opposites attract. And I was kind of upset when I found out she told him, because I was like, he's probably going to tell all of his male friends. And I did not want that risk. Opposites do attract. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I do not miss having to dance around that fire. It was very depressing. Can I say something? Right. You're so beautiful. I want everyone in the world to know that you are so gorgeous. Earlier today, I told her that she was beautiful and she was all upset. She's like, that's the first thing you think when you see me? I'm like, well, it is. When I see you, the very first thing that pops in my head is you're pretty. You said that last night. Okay, last night. Sorry. She was like, I want you to think I'm, you're so smart. I'm going to look at her for now and I'll be like, God, she's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said like thoughtful or like mental things I like. But I find you attractive. Well, I still like that. I'm glad you find me attractive. I find you attractive too. You're very pretty. Aw. I'm just looking over at her in her little area over there. Just see her little eyes moving around, looking at stuff, talking, leaning back, looking at this, taking a drink. And I'm like, ah, she's so cute. Just doing her things. Anyway, sorry. That was off on a tangent. You had a transgender veteran. Yes. Kay. Male to female. Okay. Um. Oh, yawn. This one is oh man she's with the u.s space force which by the way i totally would love to join if i didn't have my back injury i would totally join it right now i still say you should try just do it i don't i i don't know if i could stand in formation with this injury for hours without really hating life every day and you have children here we would be dragged all over the world oh, i would love to go all over the world with you but i could join as an officer since i got my degree Alright, um, anyway, this is Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram. She is an active duty ast astronautical engineer with the U.S. Space Force. Currently assigned to lead space policy integration at the Pentagon. She's also the highest ranking... She al she's also the highest ranking out transgender officer currently serving in the military. Sorry, I had to stumble through that. That was hard to read. Um, she came out in 2016, the same day that the Secretary of Defense 
pardon me. The same day that the Secretary of Defense announced that the Armed Forces was lifting its ban on transgender service members. Oh, that's when that happened. Yay! Um, she had an email ready to go right after the secretary's announcement, is what Fram says, or told NBC News. She took a deep breath, hit send, then ran to the gym in the basement of the Pentagon and probably burned out the motor on an elliptical machine. I was so filled with nervous energy. Alright, I, wow. guess, I guess I'll do that next time I get <laughs> We gotta get you an elliptical machine. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> I like that though. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am one of those What's people that I gotta walk though. What's her name? Um, Brie Fram. I mean, it makes sense though. Like, I'd probably want to go jog or something. It's just I imagine like frantically on the elliptical. <laughs> That's fun. Um, anyway, uh, when Fram returned to her office, she recalled my colleagues lined up, shook my hand, and said it was their honor to serve with me. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow. That is... Oh, Fram is president of Sparta. I remember Sparta when I was in. It was, as this says, an organization that advocates for transgender service members. I believe it also included gays at the time when I was in. Um, I remember that. I forgot all about that. Um, she'd been acting behind the scenes since 2014, but once the ban was lifted, I wanted to be a public-facing advocate to help tell the stories of real trans troops and what they're doing for our country. Um, so it just goes on and on, and she is a big advocate and very active in helping protect transgender rights while in the military. Lieutenant Colonel, dang. She's up there. Wow, yeah. Is that her over there? Yes, this is her right here. Why'd she change her hair? Why does anyone change their hair? She went from blonde to brunette and cut it. Military hair. Brie Fram is a partisan Sparta, an active duty lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Space Force. She advocates for the education about transgender military service and is dedicated to the support and personnel development of over 1,300 transgender service members. She's a member of Sparta since 2014, and she focuses on policy and advocacy work to develop a more inclusive military. That's really cool. Yeah, very brave. Little baby. He's back there Stretching. He's stretching away. He's like his mom. That's what she does. Mm. She's like, <laughs> There's, of course, many, many more. I think everybody that serves honorably is brave and a hero in some form or fashion. Yes. Thank you for your service. We love and appreciate all of you that have worked really hard. Okay. Sorry. I had to pick up my son. He is in my arms right now. Do you have anything to say, kiddo? Yeah? Anything else? Do you feel like there is a certain member of the LGBTQ community that maybe has the harder time? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a cough? It's a cough. There's a sneeze cough? I was trying to hold the cough in. (laughs) Just cough if you got a cough. It violently came out. (laughs) 
Um, do you feel like there's any group that tends to be a little more um, trans? Than, trans. Yeah. Male to female or female to male, mm, or both? I don't know. Guys have their not all guys, but a lot of guys have the fetish with the male to female. And then. Did you come across that a lot in the military? No, not at all. Definitely not. <laughs> they were not into that. They, we had, oh my god, before Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, we had, was it Gay Thursday? Because Thursday over in the Middle East is like their Saturday, their party night. And I did confirm this with an Egyptian friend that I met online. I wonder what happened to her. Um, because I was trying to understand their views on life and she was trying to understand ours. She was going to be a dentist. Um, she did confirm that their society is split. Like, males and females aren't allowed to enter at, at the time. I don't know how it still is. But their lives are split. And so a lot of them do gay stuff, I guess, on the like, Saturday nights. But they'd sit there and, like, dry hump each other and all the time. And I was just like, oh my god. I, I don't get that. How? Do, what do you mean <laughs> their lives were split? The females and the males were not allowed to interact like they had like separate areas they were allowed to go to so the males all went to one club and the females went to another the females weren't allowed to do that at all they had to like stay at home all together they could congregate together at like home oh but again with female to male i don't know if everybody saw boys don't cry but i don't know i think they both have it really hard i think it's easy Sometimes it's easier for female to male because they can do testosterone and make their voices sound cracked and maybe get some facial hair. And then, unfortunately, for male to female, once their voices have cracked and their shoulders are huge, impossible facial hair. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever they come into work, I usually can always tell. Definitely male to female, I can always tell. And and I can confirm that because I have to look at their licenses. Could could you tell on me if I walked in? Uh, I don't know since I'm so used to you just being a girl. I mean, when you first saw pictures of me, what did you think? I thought you looked like a girl. You didn't even know that I was transgender. It had to take you a few minutes for you to... It took you a few minutes for you to actually, like, read and figure that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, on these dating websites, they started talking to me, and I'm like, have you read my profile? And they're like, no. And they read it and then, like, ghost me. When I was on the dating sites, that would usually, I would read that, and it would always be like the first sentence, and I was always like, oh, I feel bad that, I mean, it is important to put that out there just to avoid that kind of thing. Just like straight people or people with kids are like, first off, I've got five kids, I've got two kids, for people that don't want kids, or people that are okay with it, that way they don't waste their time. And, you know, that's what I did. You know, I have my kiddos, and 
I think that was the very first thing. I was like, hey, I'm trans. That's has to be in the first sentence. Second sentence, I have a ton of kids. I got four amazing little babies. And so when people saw stuff like that, it was just really hard for them to um, want to talk to me, want to be with me, and to find Holly that's like, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. And I'm like, what? I'm like, are you like real? Are you AI? What's going on here? It yeah. was it was hard to believe. And I did not have a fetish. No. You know That was one of the first things. <laughs> she um I read one of her text messages with her friends when they were she was letting them know she was dating someone new and she's like, So guys, like I'm dating someone and I have to let you know it's a transgender person. They're both like, Oh, because she just dated one before mm-hmm. me. And she's like, I swear to god I don't have a fetish. <laughs> It just happened. And they're like, okay. <laughs> On to gay gaming. Gay gaming. Um, I wanted to touch on Ark Survival Ascended really quick. And for anyone that doesn't know, Ark is a really fun game. Um, it is by Studio Wildcard. And it originally, I think it came out back in 2016... It has, it's gone through quite a lot, but it's a game where you arrive on an island with absolutely nothing, and it's a survival crafting game, which means there's food you gotta eat, you gotta drink water, you gotta stay warm, uh, and then crafting, you make, like, armor, you can build fancy cottages. I built a beautiful cottage in a valley in between mountains, and oh, it was so pretty. I need to find that save file. Um... But there's dinosaurs, and I love dinosaurs, so if you love dinosaurs, then you'd definitely be happy with this game. You get to tame the dinosaurs, and you can ride on them, and they can follow you, they can help you harvest stuff, they can help protect you from other dinosaurs, um, and you can kill them to get materials and stuff from them. Um, They do poo, and you can use that poo as fertilizer, I thought that was important to know. When I very first sat there playing the game, I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> it made a weird noise. And then I sat there following this dinosaur, just picking up its poo and trying to figure out how to tame it forever. Like two hours I spent doing that when the game first came out and there weren't a lot of guides yet. Ugh, it was ridiculous. Anyway, so Ark Survival Ascended just came out on October 26th. It's out on Steam and I think... I think on the 14th of this month it'll be on Xbox and PS5. Um, it's not ARC 2. ARC 2 so far is coming out next year. I, They're basically revamped. They, it's basically a huge DLC pack. It's extra stuff, but they ran it on Unreal Engine 5. So it's supposed to look even fancier. Um... I kind of don't like that they're charging $45 for this. When it's... I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like an HD. One of those special new releases. But it just kind of sucks that it's like right before the second one is coming out. Like, this would have made sense like a couple years ago. Um, And you are going to need a fancy computer. It says you can run it on a NVIDIA GeForce 1080 
or an AMD Radeon RX 5600. You need an Intel Core i7 or an AMD Ryzen 5 2600. 16 gigabytes of RAM. It's an additional 70 gigabytes. And you do need an SSD. Cool, now, cool. it is recommended that you get an RTX though. I think it was a 3060. Um, anyway, the reviews for this game on Steam are, quote, mixed. I'm seeing a ton of negative reviews just first glance. Ugh. People are saying, why did I pay for this? It's very glitchy and broken, which I suspected that. I was like, it's coming out as early access. We know exactly what happened. But people thought maybe since... Uh, was it Grove Street Games, the company that made Ark on mobile successful without all the glitches, helped them do this, but apparently it's still a lot of buggy problem. Do you see yourself getting it? Um, I need to, I don't know if I can get it. It just, you don't think it'll work on your computer? I really need to get a new video card, but I don't know if I could. My computer's getting a little bit older. I need to start updating it. Yeah. Um. Best worst game ever. Uh, yeah. Um, and this ties into gay gaming. Sounds a lot like The Last of Us. The issues that they had. That have you? I have not gotten back on to try it. I just am scared to deal with it. This ties into gay gaming. Honestly, it doesn't really have extreme gender clothes. Like, yeah, girls wear kind of more bikini when you're wearing like the bra, but once you put on the actual armor, it looks pretty close to what the guys are wearing. And for me, that's always a big thing. There's no, like, marriage or anything, because you're on an island. Why would you get married? You're trying to survive. <laughs> right, right. Um, from all the dinosaurs trying to kill you. <laughs> There's a velociraptor picture, and I'm just having nightmares of the normal arc that I play. And I'm probably going to get off of here and play some arc for a little bit, if the baby will allow it. Yeah. Um... There's a big moose. Oh, I saw they were doing a lot more in the caves on it, too. Um, ba, 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 ba. Ooh, picture. Ooh, a little baby Argentavis. I don't really ever see too many babies out in the wild unless if I've bred them, which you can breed your dinosaurs and have little babies. Anyway, so Ark Survival Ascended. It'll be out on console soon. And if it doesn't work on my computer, I can play it on my Xbox because I have the Series X. I don't know. If you want to take the chance on it, it's $45. Whew. For a chance. It's a bigger chance. They could be updating it a couple times before <sighs> the holidays and you could have a good game. Well, if the arc history, they took years, it's still glitchy. I noticed that. You know, that's one reason I never got into it was because of how glitchy it was. It just seemed really bad like things just didn't line up they were the colors were just everything just seemed wrong with it it didn't make it 
a very feasible game to play. Um, but yeah, that's not super gay. But I mean, if you like building little cottages, that's always fun. You can build them. Is this a two-player game? Yeah, it's multiplayer. You could sit there and be gay with. So there you go. You could be gay with partner. Yeah. I mean, you get on there, be gay together. I don't think you can actually <laughs> have children still, which would be kind of fun. Sacrifice them. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my our kiddo away from you. <laughs> Before we move on, I did want to say something. The last two episodes have been kind of funky, and I want to apologize for that. We had to work out of our our cam mic. And I'm actually working on hopefully getting our next season up as a video included on our podcast so that when you're on YouTube, you can actually watch it and um, you can actually watch some of these as well through our subscription service. And you can actually kind of watch us, see us. You can see see, all my collectibles. See the collectibles, see the little office we're in, Um, see the baby as he grows. I could bring the pug in too. People like to have a pet cam. I have been working on that and I ended up having an issue where I could not get the audio to go through the mics and it was only going through the video. So I finally got it corrected. We're back to mics again and it's sounding good again. Um, Before we end up closing out, um, is there anything else you want to say in lieu of Veterans Day? Thank you, everyone, for your service and for those that couldn't join for medical reasons or things way out of their control. I still want to thank you for at least wanting to. I know that can be very hurtful, not being able to do something you've dreamt of. Yeah. I'd like to say to you, thank you for joining. Thank you for being a tough Marine. Please don't keep being a tough Marine. (laughs) Sometimes it's a lot, but you're just, you're an amazing person. I know you did it because you want to protect people and you still have those qualities inside of you. And I hope that if you can join the Air Force or the not Space Force. the Space Force, I'm I sorry. Join the Chair Force. No if, offense. <laughs> if you can, and that's what you want to do, I want you to strive to be able to do that. If you don't want to, that's fine. But thank you for everything you did. And I'm sure that you have helped more than one person while you were overseas and you made our country very, very proud. And while I was here, I was a cop while I was here, military cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you. But that was it. I hope everyone has... Oh. oh, and another note. It's holiday season, and if you do have veteran friends, a lot of them could be very depressed around the holiday season. That's high suicide time. It's right around this time because everybody's away from their families. A lot of it dealt with alcohol. But make sure you check on them. And make sure they know they're loved. As far as a veteran goes, make sure you get all your little discounts and freebies. And she's going to go get herself a pillow on Saturday. Yep, there's a free pillow. And then there's also free entry at the zoo, which if it's not too cold, maybe. And they got all kinds of free food. We'll have to go out and make sure we get you a dinner somewhere for free. Mm-hmm. But I am absolutely proud of this girl. She worked really hard for what she accomplished. Really, really hard. But anyway, I think that's about it. All right, everybody. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you. Why am I seeing a dragon queen?